I've been feeding jelly to birds since the 1980s, at least during spring migration. In the coldest years, I've had some amazing visitors from Cape May and Tennessee warblers to scarlet and summer tanagers. Jelly is like fast food, tasty, with plenty of calories when a bird needs a quick pick-me-up. But it's also like fast food in lacking essential nutrients that birds need. When people tell me Orioles bring their fledglings to jelly feeders, I cringe. Growing fledglings and juvenile birds need protein from insects, not jelly. Jelly has an even worse, potentially lethal problem. It's sticky. In 2004, when we had a severe cold snap right after insectivores started arriving, my yard was inundated with Cape May warblers, orioles, and tanagers all hankering after jelly. On one of the coldest days, I was going to be gone all morning, so before I left, I plopped half a jar of jelly in one bowl. When I came home at noon, it looked like a crocodile was swimming in the jelly, all submerged except the eyes and bill. A red-breasted nuthatch apparently tried hopping over the jelly from one side of the platform feeder to the other and became mired. Had I been a half hour later, he probably would have succumbed to either hypothermia or asphyxiation when he could no longer keep his nostrils above the jelly. Two lucky things saved his life. First, I was a trained rehabber who knew how to handle and bathe such a tiny bird. And second, this particular nuthatch already knew me. He'd often come to my hands for mealworms, so he was comfortable taking them now between the several warm baths under the faucet that I gave him in the next few hours until he was ready to release. I didn't see him return to my yard the rest of the day, but the next day he came back. I recognized him by a tiny purplish stain on his lower flank. I was extremely relieved that the texture of all his feathers looked good as new. That taught me to never, ever put out more than small spoonfuls of jelly at a time. I just learned of a whole new hazard from feeding jelly from Marge Gibson, the director of Reggie, the state-of-the-art rehabilitation center in Antigo, Wisconsin. She wrote, Earlier this week, Reggie admitted three adult ruby-throated hummingbirds from different areas within a two-hour period. They were covered in grape jelly. One patient was deceased on arrival. The others are alive but struggling. Other hummingbirds were admitted earlier in the month, and there is little doubt more will follow. I've been writing about feeding jelly since the 1980s and posting photos of the splendid birds visiting my jelly feeders. Those photos were taken only during exceptionally harsh springs, but now I feel responsible for some of the popularizing of giving birds jelly. Since the horrifying experience with the red-breasted nuthatch, I've added a lot of caveats and also posted my own and and other people's concerns about the low nutritional value of jelly, but that clearly hasn't been enough. 
I've justified my own feeding jelly because in 2004 and some later springs, when insects were just not available in the sub-freezing temperatures, people were finding dead warblers and tanagers in the woods where the birds had apparently succumbed to starvation. In extreme situations like that, jelly really may be better than nothing. But as that nuthatch proved, even in those extreme situations, jelly is still dangerous. Nowadays, people want quick sound bites, not nuanced information, and many people don't put the well-being of birds above their own pleasure in watching them. So I no longer have sweet advice about jelly. It's time to just say no. I'm Laura Erickson, speaking for the birds.